sure. <gasps> oh no, it's the Sheena Weenies with more demands. I'll show them. Julie doesn't know it, but it's really Sheena Easton in disguise and out for revenge. Thank God you got through that mob. Those Sheena Weenies tackled my last mate and tattooed I heart Sheena on her forehead. So she quit. What a baby. Well, this flyer they gave me said that you're jealous of Sheena's fame and beauty. Oh, all right. If I'm jealous of Sheena Easton, may I be struck by lightning. <laughs> it's true, I am jealous. Why should get all the attention? Why not me? <laughs> oh, you poor dear. Thanks for downloading the I'm So Sure podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Kevin. And this week is all about Sheena, 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 Sheena Easton. Easton. The world of Sheena Easton. And we've taken the title of this episode of the podcast from a Sheena Easton Greatest Hits compilation, The World of Sheena Easton. My friend Vinny, like, produced that Work compilation. on that compilation. I think it was his idea, maybe, to call it The World of Sheena well, Easton. Well, thank you to him. Yes, so thank you. Vinny, because we've been talking about the world of Sheena Easton for the past 20 years. And before that, we loved the world of Sheena Easton, even though it had not been labeled as such. I was a fan of Sheena Easton since probably her first song that broke through in America back in like 1980 called Morning Train. Nine, Nine to, to five. five. Which I always kind of, when that song came out, I was like, why is she ripping off Dolly Parton? I think it was probably written and recorded nearly it, about the same time. It was. It, was, it wasn't a ripoff. And I think that's why they... I want to say that it was called 9 to 5, but they... It, in UK, it was 9 to 5. Yeah, but then here in America, it was called Morning Train. Just so there would be... No confusion. Yes. Well, it clearly was not the same song as the Dolly Parton hit. So you may be asking yourself, Sheena Easton, really? You're doing an episode about Sheena Easton? Why not? Well, exactly. Well, we would say that. But I I did say earlier in the week that the number of downloads we have for this episode will probably be lower than what we're used to. But this is our episode 101, and Sheena actually has a song called 101. And it's genius. It's from the album The Lover and Me, and this song was written by Prince, who she had close collaborations with. Here is 101. Being without you is murder, babe. Get in a taxi, subway train. Don't make me cry, these tears in vain. Baby, hundred nights without this mighty baby 101 just won't do no. We've mentioned this on an earlier episode before, but when we saw Sheena live, Sheena, Sheena, Sheena Easton with Michael, Michael, Michael Damien and Anna, Anna, no, Anna Motion but they got cancelled, yeah, they, they dropped out Michael Damien replaced Anna mm. Motion but anyway, now I was equally as happy to be seeing Michael Payne. Of course, because he inspired you to record your own soundtracks recording of Rock On, Rock On. which rocks. It's so good. But anyway, um, my version. Well, his is real good, too. Anyway, what I was saying was her current single at the time was 101, and she did not perform it. 
Yeah, it's very disappointing. Which is why maybe no one knew that it was a single, or because it did not become a hit, because she did not perform it live. It had a really good music video, but I don't understand. Well, MTV didn't play it either, like they had played the other videos from that album. That Wasn't that... The Lover in Me? Yeah, The Lover in Me, and then the next single was like Days Like This, which was yeah. a very nine and a half weeks themed <laughs> music video. Sheena gets all slutty. Well, really, when you look at Sheena's persona and her musical evolution, it kind of tracks closely to Olivia Newton-John in that she started out with a, kind of a very not country sound like Olivia had, but with very, more very, very easy, easy and... listening and not offensive. And then she worked with Prince. And on, then Prince gets a hold of her. Yeah, and... on Sugar Walls. And then her, she completely changed her persona. It was like Times, uh, Olivia Newton-John at the end of Greece with Totally Hot, and then that e- plus yeah. Darling Nikki, and that equals Sheena Easton after 1984. We failed to mention at the very top of... The episode, what you were listening to was uh, from an episode of one of the best TV shows ever, Just Say Julie. It was an MTV comedy show from starring, the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, starring Julie Brown. And she had an unnatural obsession with Sheena Easton on that show. She was just always talking about how much she hated Sheena Easton. Well, she also hated Taylor Dane. Yeah. And, and several others, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Apparently... She made some sort of remark about, um, you know, oh, maybe if I slept with Prince, he could write his singles for me, too. And it really upset Sheena. And somehow they talked her into being on the show and kind of getting her revenge on Julie Brown. Right. And it was a brilliant episode. It's hilarious. And so. Sheena Easton's a good sport. She's actually a fun yeah. comedic actress, although she wasn't comedic when she was on, well, maybe she was, on Miami Vice in the late 80s uh, as a rock singer that had to get um, protection from uh, Sonny Crockett, played by Don Johnson. And then I think their Don characters... Don Loretta Johnson. Their characters got married within like two episodes of them knowing each other. And then like there was like a contract out on her life and something and she was uh, performing in concert and she was shot on stage or something like that you and died like in you, his arms you know a lot about miami vice i have watched it yes i never watched i it. really enjoyed I, it i watched it like one episode because the power station was on yeah but i never watched it as a rule i have to admit i even care for you belong to the city by glenn fry ugh one of his crime songs. I hated all those crime hits. Smuggler's he had. Blues. Oh, that's rotten. The heat is on. That's rotten. You don't know what you're talking about. I do, in fact, I know what I'm talking about. He was an actor too, but I like Sheena's well, acting. Speaking better. of people that are now dead. Oh wow. Well, he did die. Did you see who replaced him in the Eagles? No, I don't know. Vince Gill. Isn't Vince Gill married to Amy Grant? Probably. Lucky him. We've made no secret of our hatred of the Eagles. I don't hate the Eagles. Well, I do. And if I do, then you do too. No, I really don't. No, what I say goes for the both of us when it serves my purposes. Yeah, only when it serves your purposes. 
So if I tell you that you hate somebody, then you hate them too. Oh, but I like the Eagles. I like Hotel California. Oh, that is one of the worst songs ever. But we've already talked about this extensively. I like the Doobie Brothers. I liked it when they were on What's Happening. I also like Seals and Croft. I got a Seals and Crofts, Seals and Crofts, a Seals and Croft album for Christmas one year. And I was like, I don't know, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? It's a record, Kevin. And it didn't even have a hit single on it. It was called, like, Sudan Village. And it was like a painting of them in Africa or something. Oh, well, I would just want to hear Summer Breeze over and over. And no, that song was not on it. And what hap- What does it mean when there's jasmine blowing around in your mind? I don't know, but it's funny when they make fun of it on Saturday Night Live. Maya Rudolph and... Oh, what's his name? One of the fellows from SNL. One of the myriad of fellows from SNL. They would sing that song. That has nothing to do with Sheena Easton. No, it doesn't. We get sidetracked so easily. We're just like people with... Short attention deficit disorder. But we can't even pay attention to the topics that that we assign ourselves. Yeah. Anyway. Sheena. Back to Sheena. Well, Sheena did have an early uh, collaboration before Prince with Kenny Rogers Roasters. (laughs) Well, Kenny Rogers the man. Maybe they had some Kenny Rogers Roasters after this song. We we had a friend that went to Kenny Rogers Roasters, which was a chicken restaurant. I think they're all out of business now. Yeah. But... um, he got diarrhea really bad from Kenny Rogers Roasters. And every time we would drive by there, he was like, that place gave me the worst case of diarrhea I have ever had. Well, on that note, let's listen. Fuck Kenny Rogers. Let's listen to a little bit of We've Got Tonight with Sheena, Sheena, Sheena Easton, and Kenny, 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 Kenny Rogers, Rogers Roasters.
I'm a complete sucker for a schmaltzy 80s ballad. And that is one of the best. Well, just a complete sucker and a fucker. In general. Oh, really? It's true. <laughs> well, we should talk about... Um... Some of the Sheena rumors. So, there was always a rumor that she and Prince were... Romantically involved. Doing it up. And she... Had some kind of an interview that was it wasn't within the, the last year. Yeah, I don't. It was we read it online, so you know it's true. But um, she said that that's not true whatsoever. That they just had a very professional relationship, and they had. She said that they had a fun friendship. Yeah, too. and there was also another story going around about how um, when she recorded with him, he wouldn't allow her to speak. And that they they had to speak to each other using their eyes only, and she said that was complete baloney. Yeah, that they spoke a lot. So it just goes to show you, you can't really believe anything, especially when it comes to Prince, and especially from that time period. I think that he was more <laughs> more down to earth than yeah. the legend would lead you to believe. So I'm sure that he just probably just took a interest in her and her talent and i'm sure he thought that she was very attractive and that he just was like i'll write a song for you let's work together i think behind closed doors he was a pretty normal person right like he was probably more normal than like michael jackson was yeah but then when he was out and about like uh remember the story that margaret cho told in one of her comedy specials how um I think it was either she or one of her friends was on a bus in Minneapolis and they were going somewhere and Prince got on the bus and he had like, you know, high heels on Mm -hmm. and he went up to her and he said, do you know who Prince is? And she said, yeah. And he said, good. And then Margaret's like, oh my god, that's so cool. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go around and ask people if they know who I am that way. And probably more people would say no, depending on where she was. But, so Prince had that whole kind of mystical sort of aura about him. But you can't conduct yourself in a way like that, especially when you're a professional 
musician and you know he worked with so many different people and, and he was a workaholic and he would often you know go for a day and a half or two days without sleeping and just be recording all the time right so well let's listen to a little bit of a prince and sheena collaboration what would you like to hear you got the look Shown up to, to be, be cooking, cooking in my book my book your face is jamming your body's heck of slamming well let's let them sing if it. love is good let's get to ramming nice That's a brilliant song, and I also love the other duet that Prince and Sheena do from the Batman soundtrack, The Arms of Orion. I don't even know how that goes. The Arms of Orion, that's where I want to be. Dun 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 Shut up. Oh. That's not as entertaining as when I sing. No. Because I actually agree. Because I actually am singing. What what the hell was I doing? It would sound like a cartoon voice. Wow. Whatever you call it, it's not singing. You've got a big booger hanging out of your nose. Do right I? Are you now. sure it's not a big long gray hair popping out of my nose? I don't know what the hell it is, but you just need to go fix fix yourself. Edit. So I got up after pausing the podcast, looked in the mirror, and there's nothing. Do you know how many times during this podcast I've said that to you? No, I have and no you, memory. You st- every time you fall for it. Well, I need to have a little mirror or something to check myself while I'm recording. Well, I'll be your mirror, and I can tell you. Oh. It doesn't look so good. Prince has a song called I'll Be Your Mirror that was from the uh, abandoned musical version of that uh, Nick Nolte movie, that James L. Brooks movie. I'll called, Do Anything. Yeah, I'll Do Anything, yeah. That's I'll Do like, Anything, but... Being a hit movie, I guess. Because... What, Nick Nolte? Oh. Nick Nolte was in a hit movie. I love Prince of Tides. That's save, a good show. Save that for the Barbara Streisand episode that we'll never do. Don't think that there won't Go be gang. a possibility of having a Barbara Streisand episode. Ugh. Slim, slim pickings. Ugh. It's very small. We could just play those Halsted Barbara impersonation oh, I would love that. And Jimmy would love that, too. Ugh. If someone came up behind you and put a bag over your head. Ugh. I wish that would happen to you. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably make arrangements to make that a reality. Someone put a bag over your head. Bag your face. 
what does this have to do with Sheena Easton? Do you know when I was researching uh, this week before recording, I didn't know what her maiden name was. In fact, I didn't know she had been married. Yeah, sure. Sheena Shirley Orr. Hi, Sheena Shirley Orr. But she married at age 19 for the first time to a man named Sandy, S-A-N-D-I, Easton. Well, Jason Bateman played a man named Sandy. With an I? Well, I don't know about the I, but he played a a man named Sandy in a Melissa McCarthy film. Oh. Identity Thief. Yeah, from the Melissa collection, movie collection. It's a good show, because they're all good shows. Even Tammy? Even Tammy. We've talked about this before. Melissa has a new movie coming out in May, and then she has another one coming out later like in the year so she's got two new shows coming out can she make a gritty dramatic crime movie kind of like charlie charlie's theron and monster wouldn't you like to see melissa in something dark and gritty like that well i think the second movie that's coming out this year i don't think it's a usual kind of a comedy for her well she was in that movie with bill murray that was very different that saint vincent yeah never saw it I actually don't own it. Can you believe that? That is shocking. Isn't the little boy in that movie? I think he's like the main stuttering boy from It. I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. I think that's why, because I was like, I don't know who any of these kids are, and I looked it up, and I'm he's just, been in St. Vincent. Sheena is at Sheena. Melissa. <laughs> Sheena's not in it. Melissa, uh, she's not in, she's not the star of the movie. Bill Murray is the mm. star of it. And not a big, bill murray fan so that's why i don't have it thank you grace i think you're wrong i just don't care for him at all i enjoy him although i would have to say i was very disappointed in that movie that was on netflix that sophia coppola directed called a very murray christmas and it, i never watched it it's it, just like a variety it's not a movie i thought it was just like well a variety it says show. a film by a film by sophia coppola but oh. it's like a variety show but it's, it has a narrative it's not just a live perform it's not like a performance thing all the way through oh. it's actually a story and i know there are people that just love him but i'm not one of them i love caddyshack i love stripes i've never seen either of them i love ghostbusters one and two i like melissa's ghostbusters you would Sheena is in none of these films and that's a loss because I think she could have transitioned a little bit into like some acting and I don't think she wanted to because when she hit 30 that's when her biological clock started ticking and she adopted children and that's why she kind of receded a little bit in her musical career for a while she was raising her kids she also had four failed marriages and says that she will never get married again. I don't blame her. Yeah. At least she didn't beat Liz Taylor in the number of marriages. Well, who who has? I mean, I'm sure there are. Mr. T. No, I don't know. Well, let's get back to Sheena's music. What song from the world of Sheena Easton would you like to hear? Would it be a track called Savoir Faire? <laughs> no, and it's not Jimmy Mack either. Oh. I would like to hear one of her later hits. How about The Lover in Me? 
this is from a very interested period in Sheena's career because after she... A very interested. Very interesting period oh. is what I said. If you listen to it, me, you, God. It's so because nice. Sheena worked, you know, worked with Prince. I don't know if it was artistically her decision or if it was like her producers and uh, management that like put her in a more R&B direction. And it really doesn't get any more R&B than working with L.A. Reid and Babyface. Didn't Babyface work on? I don't think there are R&B at all. I think they're very, it's like more pop than it is R&B. I mean, it's like pop that's tinged with. But it has. R&B. It was that period of music with the I new Jack movement. Ra- I think you're racist. I think just because they happen to be African Americans, that you are just lumping them into. Wait, speaking of lumping it, you could lump it. It you even says when you look at Sheena's it. genres: pop, dance, adult, contemporary, R and B. Well, just because you read it on a wiki page doesn't mean it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's just a pop song. Get real. Shoot up. Whatever. All right, here's the lover in me. I could smack you in the face right now. Talk about the love you're missing Maybe then it's 
we should mention that Sheena was touring in support of this album, that the Lo- the Lover and Me, and I got to go close to the stage and touch her fishnet clad. <sighs> We've leg. talked about this before too. Sorry, that sound is my cat Gracie trying to break through a barrier behind so my desk. Yes, you've so you've stated, but I actually have had my hand on Sheena Easton's leg, and she's very petite in person. So the the concert, even though we've already told the story, we have to tell it again because this is the best. Didn't we go with our friend Vicky also? Thank you, Vicky. Yeah, we did. We did. Though the whole concert started with the backdrop was a giant heart, and you heard a telephone ring, and then an answering machine picked up, and Sheena Easton's voice came on and said, Hi, you've reached Sheena, and I can't come to the phone right now because I'm having a party in Indianapolis. And we all got so excited, and we're all hooting and hollering. We lost our minds. Yeah. She put on a really good show. Yeah, it was fun. Michael Damien put on a good show, too. I would have preferred to see Anna Anna, Motion. Anna, Anna Motion. And that would have been the incarnation with Device and Cynthia Gibb. Cynthia Rhodes? Cynthia Cynthia Rhodes, Rhodes. who was married to Richard Marks. Mrs. Dick Marks. She was the star of Staying Alive and Dirty Dancing. And Runaway. Flashdance. Well, she wasn't the star, but she was in... She was Tina Tack in Flashdance, who goes on a manhunt and does that flip... I'm going on a manhunt! Does that flip on the wall that everyone loves. She loves it. And she did not, in fact, have a... Uh, dancer double because she was the dancer she was married to dick marks for years yeah but he's married to daisy fuentes of mtv now did you know that no i did not know that now you too well you're the prez of the richard marks fan club i guess i am and i don't even own any dick marks cds or anything what am i what am i gonna do it don't mean nothing I, you know what, I didn't like him at the time, but now I think he's okay. Just like for 80s cheese, kind of. Yeah. I'm not like... I can't believe I just tossed out the name of that song. It don't mean nothing. Now I can't remember. I'm hard-pressed, though, to think of any other song titles. Endless Summer Nights. Oh. I remember... Da, da, da. He had a lot of, like... Summer Nights, yeah. Hold On to the Nights. Yeah. He had a lot of kind of... Now I remember the Dick Marks experience. Gross. Just sort of... It was the most generic of generic. It yeah. was the lowest common denominator to a, a throw out a wide net to a bunch of people that are not discriminating in their musical interests. And they wanted to part with their cash to buy a Richard Marks cassette. Well, and you, I never ever sold a Dick Marks album to a guy. Not even a gay fella. It was all just girls. It was the same girls that bought the soundtrack... To White Nights, and they also bought uh, bought the soundtrack to About Last Night, and they bought Richard Marks. Girls always bought that stuff. Oh, and they also liked Say Anything, the movie. Ugh. Yeah, I saw Say Anything one time at the show with you, and then after I saw it, I was like, well, don't ever need to see that again. Ugh. I'm just not a fan of John Cusack. These are all things we've stated before on this podcast in earlier episodes, we're just, maybe we're running out of things to say. We're like repeating ourselves. Well, good things bear repeating. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, one of our favorite Sheena albums. This is going back a couple years before The Lover and Me, 
which uh, is Sheena's album called Do You. Well, do you? Do you. And this was her first album after the enormous success of A Private Heaven that had like strut and sugar walls. So this is um, her follow-up. And EMI Records put her with producer and songwriter Niall Rogers, who is one of our faves. Well, yeah, because he produced our album. One, well, a couple of our albums. Really? Really. Yeah. I don't have any memory of that. Oh, I remember it well. Our songs come up in my iTunes all the time. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Vertango. Yeah. Yeah, does everyone know that that's the name of our group? It's called Vertango. Uh, that's trademarked, so you can't use it. And why would you want to? Yeah, really, why would you want to? Uh, that's an awesome name. <laughs> you have no, I have no reaction. <laughs> I was amused by it one time, maybe 25 years ago, but not so I was much never more. amused by it. I was just... You that's believed real, it. You just, that's you, real good. You bought into it. Well, because I made it up. Yeah, it was your creation. Do you know what, where the idea for that word came from? Um, vertigo and tango. Yes, but specifically, do you know... Why don't you explain it? There's a song on Duran Duran's Notorious... Yes, I know. ...album called Vertigo. Do Do the Demolition. Demolition. Do you know what the name of our first album is? Start. Isn't that genius? It's also very Pet Shop Boy sounding. Well, it is what it is. Took a liberal dose of the direction of the Pet Shop Boys. It is. Yeah. What it is. And we achieved what we needed to, <laughs> needed to achieve in the music industry. And one of our Ha Ha songs was a very popular cover of Funky Town. That is really good. It is. Let's play a little bit of it right now, shall we? A town to keep me moving, keep me grooving with some energy. probably thought we were joking about our recording career but there's proof thank you vicky that was from 1988 and that was friend vicky singing with us yes and of course my voice is the one that's best my voice was fairly good at the time at that time with before i even had autotune we need to have that remastered (laughs) yeah 
So, we never recorded any Sheena Easton songs. That's sad. Well, if I would have recorded any, I would have done her James Bond song, which was a very huge hit. And in fact, she made history among Bond movies because she was the first and only time up to that point that the performer of the song for a Bond title sequence actually appeared in the film. Big whoop. Well, anyone can do that now, but that was a big deal at the time. I mean, Shirley Bassey did not appear on screen singing Goldfinger or anything like that, but Sheena, Sheena, Sheena Easton performed For Your Eyes Only. Well, let's get back to what we were talking about in the first place before we were sidetracked by ourselves. Yeah, we were talking about Sheena's album, Do You. Well, do you? And the thing that's weird about this album is she doesn't care for it at all. And it's like one of... Uh, apparently it's held in high regard by her fans, us included. It, it is my favorite Sheena Easton album, and it's a wonderful Nile Rodgers project. Maybe she just didn't have fun recording it. Maybe she's having personal issues going through one of her four divorces. Well, and listen to this. This is a, While a popular album with her fans, Easton wasn't happy with the results, later commenting, looking back, it was a huge mistake. I think as artists, we just didn't gel, and it's the album I'm most disappointed by. Well, she's wrong. Yeah. Sheena, you need to appreciate the genius of Nile Rodgers and the beautiful production values on this album. I hate it when people, when artists say bad things about things that they've recorded, especially when you like them, because it kind of changes your feelings about it. Like, they should just keep that private. Because, like, Duran Duran have said things about things in their past. When they dismiss something that you hold in high regard. It is it is kind of sad. And it's like, well, if that would have connected with audiences and sold millions of records you probably feel differently right that's how they feel about their album liberty which i love that album that's a good album well let's play the first single from this album it's called do it for love and it's co-written by one of kevin's faves adele bertai oh do i get to tell who adele bertai is quickly she's the high-pitched voice on thomas dolby's hyperactive Remember that song? Yes, of course I remember that song. She was one of the background singers in Sophie B. Hawkins' Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. Damn. We saw her as one of the background singers for Tears for Fears, sowing the seeds of love to her. She did a song um, with Scritti Politti that never got... A proper release, like her second solo album, was was produced by people in Scritti Politti. There, you can watch the video for it on YouTube, though. Has this turned into an episode about Adele Bertai or maybe. Sheena Easton? I just love Adele Bertai. She's really good. Well, I gave her a shout out. Now I'm sorry I did because now I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not half as sorry as I am. Well, let's go into "Do It for Love" now.
yes, that is one of my favorite Sheena Easton songs of all time. Every time we say Sheena, I want to say Sheena, Sheena, Sheena Easton. So we should tell people what that comes from. When we saw her concert, they were doing promos on the radio for it like a month in advance. And they said that in the radio promo. And of course we remembered it and we would, we were saying that in the car on the way there. We were like, we're going to go see Sheena, Sheena, Sheena Easton. That was a really good show. That was during a string of good shows, remember? I think that was during a one-week period where we saw a Club MTV tour. Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. No, no, no. Millie Vanilli, that was later because that was their own thing. And they were in the Club MTV tour. So we saw... Sheena. Sheena Easton. Club MTV. Club MTV. And there was one other group, and B-52s. Yeah. That was all within about a week period. We don't go to concerts anymore. No, because you have to stand... No, I am not doing that. No, I pay for a seat. I don't pay to stand to look yeah. at the back of someone's well, fucking I'm t- head. I'm too short. Even if I stand, I'm too short to see anything anyway. So. It's just so tiresome. Yeah, and I'm going to be 50 years old. So, I'm too old to stand. I just don't have the patience. Your favorite song is Stand by R.E.M. It actually is not. I'm not a fan of R.E.M. at Nor all. Am I. Nor am I kind of hate him actually (laughs) yeah i do too plus we have that story about we had a we have a friend who um was going to school in georgia and she was at the grocery store standing in line and there was like this guy in front of her who smelled really bad she could smell him like from a few feet away and she like had to put her hand over her face because (gasps) he smelled so bad and she was just like oh my god that is so revolting and then when he got up to the cashier he turned to the side and she um realized that he was michael stipe the lead singer of rm and she did not see any soap in his cart well sounds like he needed some soap some lysol and maybe a little bit of mrs grass's chicken noodle soup did you know he produced the new fisher spooner album that's curious. It's called Sir. Did you bring that album over for me to assimilate into my iTunes? I most certainly did not because, as I've stated before, it is only download. There is no physical CD. It's only a download. Well, how you get that to me? <laughs> how you share? I guess through magic. I'm just going to have to wish it over here or No, something. I'll have to take the step of taking a thumb drive over to your thumb drive fucking computer and put it into my know what that means. collective. You don't know what you're doing. Well, I can't even get the songs on my phone. Well, that's right there. Because when you put, the, you know, iTunes doesn't always accept all the songs that you try to get on. We there. may have to convert them to a different audio format. Then maybe they will go on your. They'll play nice and. I just want to convert it into a format that plays. The album is really good. By mm-hmm. Fisher Spooner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even with the Michael Stipe connection. I feel like his input was minimal because because it is good. Yeah. And we should add the word allegedly to everything negative that we just said about Michael Stipe. Right. He allegedly is a dirty, um, dirty bird. It was allegedly Michael Stipe who was at the grocery store. Allegedly. We're just trying to save ourselves from any kind of gross lawsuit. Well, they can try to sue me for all 55 cents I've got. I just gave you fifty one dollar bills. That's right. 
I've been saving... Should I tell them what I was saving my money for? Yeah. Well, I just posted it on Facebook. So I've been saving up for the Give Me a Break DVD box set. And it was really expensive. It's the whole series. And it was like $80. Ugh. But then occasionally the price would dip down to like $60. But then it would go back up to 80 So what I do is I don't really use cash all that much but i've been trying to use more cash and whenever i have a one dollar bill i save it and i put it in my little bank at home and then when i got enough money i mean i could have just bought it but i wanted to like you know when you're little and you save up for something and it means a lot because you know you've been saving this money for a while yeah i just kind of wanted to do that right and let the record show that Kevin was not just giving me $50. He actually was paying paying me back oh, yeah, for something he owed. So I don't want people to think that it's I'm... It's our a, phone bill. Yeah, it's for the phone bill that we share a line or plan together. So I don't want people to think that Kevin's just giving me money. But if any of you out there would like to give me money, I, I would accept it. I feel like I give you money all the time. Well, that's why I'm here to nickel, dime and, nickel and dime you to death, bitch. And you have been. Well... For quite some Don't time. Don't look for it to stop it anytime Don't soon. Don't look for it to stop. It ain't stopping. That's going to be the next song that we record. Okay. Don't look for it to stop. <laughs> Do you remember some of our other songs? Well, yeah, I have the album up right now. But I mean, like, some of the some of the songs that we wrote. Do you remember the names of them? Uh, Your Own Cloud. Yes. Uh, the Ballad of... Wesley Davis. Wesley Davis. Peace sign. Peace sign was just the name of the song. Then I had a song called "Turn a Trick," mm-hmm. and Th- these were all your songs. Yeah, we, these were my, from we my songbook. We didn't really collaborate. You either wrote the song or I. It wrote was the like song. a John Lennon or a Paul McCartney situation. Do you remember my big hit? What Feeble is... health, <laughs> failed. Health. No, it was the song that was sounded like a Pet Shop Boy song. Do you remember that? Who are you to accuse me or? <laughs> what would you say if I said I hate you? Oh, yes, yes. That's right. I hear that every day from you anyway. Yeah. Well, what would you say if I said I hate you? I'd say fuck you, Leslie. I think you'd just shrug your shoulders. <laughs> and I just did. Like, Can you hear it? If you, you hear a creak in the background, that's my shoulder shrugging. Are we done with Sheena? Well, one would like to never be done with Sheena, but I think we are done discussing her career at this point we didn't play strat or sugar wall but everyone's heard those a zillion times or for your eyes only or modern girl which i love or Or savoir faire or (laughs) when he shines or i wouldn't beg for water i would or machinery that's a real song title i know you these are deep albums. machinery real deep yeah i think i do that's going from like one of her first two or three albums and i'll let the record show also that let the record show when i was a columbia house cassette don't tell me something that's gonna give me diarrhea that i had lots of uh sheena easton was many of my early cassettes that i got from the columbia did you pay for them yes oh okay because i thought you were gonna be one of those people that was like cancel it but keep it or do something say it never arrived like people would openly say on facebook oh that's how i got my record collection started was i got the the introductory pack then then I didn't buy anything ever again. It's like, well, except you just bought yourself some bad credit. Yeah. Oh. 
Stupid. I'm assuming they did. Who I knows? wouldn't be able to listen to it if I didn't pay for it. That's just... Well, how do you explain your songs you got through Napster? I got them from you. And those were things that weren't even That's, available. Yeah, we weren't stealing like a mainstream thing we could go buy. We'd rather have bought it. Yeah. But at the time, that was just It was like, like things that were off vinyl. Or, or things that were, yeah, ripped off vinyl. Or things that were imports that were not readily available. There was no Amazon.com, really. Right. All right, so thank you for the music, Sheena. We love you. So moving on. Let's go to our new releases, please. Well, now I have to... You've got a cat that's asleep in your arms. New releases, please. Alright, so my new release is probably one of your new releases because we both got the movie Call Me By Your Name on the Blu-ray. Yes, ma'am. It's a good show. I just finished watching the second half of it last night with the audio commentary. I watched it all at one time. I watched every last drop. Yeah, I watched sitting. I watched all the bonus features. Well, I got a little bit antsy during that question and answer thing with the four or the three actors and the director and but I didn't still get antsy. If I don't get antsy, then you shouldn't get antsy. Well, I was tired. I watched that's why I had to watch it in two nights you because are I watched tired. it. I'm always tired. No, I just mean tired, like Felicia Rashad, the way she would say it. That is tired. That's what you are. Well, you're the new version of Felicia Rashad. You don't even know it. <laughs> you can go discover America. See, I told you you're Felicia Rashad. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. You don't even know what that is. I don't, no. I'm, I'm not a 15-year-old girl. Well, more people say that than 15-year-old girls. Just like everyone, Kevin thinks that the main users of Twitter are teens. Yeah. Well, and, and that person that calls himself president. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm not a 15-year-old girl, so I, I'm, that's why I'm not on Twitter. That Twitter is not inhabited just strictly I don't know teens. what the... I don't... All those abbreviations and such, I don't have time to look them up. Yeah. Well, maybe you should make the time so you could be in the know of things that are culturally irrelevant. As it turns out, I don't care. No. Just give you some 80s music and you're good to go. I just want to watch Give Me a Break. I want to watch Nell's friend, Angie. Hi, Nell. And what about Telma Hopkins? Addie, yes. Yes to all of that. Is Telma Hopkins in Dr. Detroit? I've never seen it, so I don't know. Um, I believe she is. I have the 12-inch of the theme song by devo. devo but they uh shout factory is putting out dr detroit on blu-ray and i'm kind of well, excited. maybe shout factory would be the person you would want to inquire about her presence or maybe look it up on the imdb do i look like the imdb db to you no you look like the fyb <laughs> you stole that from me too really I wonder if we'll get any messages from people wanting to know what FYB means. They can figure it out. You figure it out. And sorry, after doing some research, I was mistaken. It was Lynn Whitfield, not Telma Hopkins, who's in Dr. Detroit. Telma Hopkins is quite a bit better than Lynn Whitfield. How could you get them confused? Well, Lynn Whitfield was in Jaws the Revenge. She played the wife of Mario Van Peebles Jr. Great. Great. That's or just Mario, great. Not, not Jr. 
That's just great. Remember what a good show that was? Jaws the Revenge. It's actually this time it's personal. Not good at all. Oh, it's so this good. This time it's shoulder pads. Oh god. Lorraine Gary shoulder pads. She's the best. Let's do an episode about Lorraine Gary sometime soon. Do you remember that kitty that I used to house sit for that was obsessed with her mama's shoulder pads and she would scatter the shoulder pads all over the condo? Vaguely. It was Bella. Oh, yeah, I do remember Bella. Yeah. Wasn't there a horse that was in that that condo? A deer. A deer. Horse. Well, I don't know. Some animal that shouldn't have been in there. The condo was in the woods and a deer... Wandered in? No, it busted through a window. That's terrifying. Yeah, and completely damaged the house. Broke a baby grand piano. It was terrible. Oh, was Bella okay, though? Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. And um, what was the dog's name? B. B. Yeah, B. She was big. She was a a black black dog. Yeah. That had lots of old age problems. Yeah. She was a very sweet dog, though. Yeah. Well, we can relate to the old age problems. Ugh. My pussy hurts. Nice. Actually, my feet hurt from the the arthritis, from the rickets. Oh. And the goiter. I feel like Ace of the goiter, goiter coming up. So, have we mentioned my obsessions with rickets? Yes, we have. And goiters? Yes, we have. And smallpox. We didn't bring up smallpox, but... Oh, there are pictures of those things in my health book, like in the fourth grade. Yeah, wouldn't you love to get your hands on one of those health books, those educational books that we had as children now, like the same print, the same copy? Like no. vintage? No. Would it terrify you? Yes. Well, and then our friend growing up, Alice, her her father oh, was a doctor. Book. That book he had. Well, they had all these books in there. I mean, their house was like a library. And there were just books everywhere. Medical journals. And you could always find something really interesting. Maladies of all sorts. Yeah. I just remember leaving their house so many times and just telling myself, stop picking up books. Because I'll just pick up any book and look at it. Right. And you might end up with a case of the rickets just from contact. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, do you have any other new releases from this week that you want to celebrate? Speaking of books... There's the new Jake Shears autobiography called Boys Keep Swinging that I just finished like moments ago. ago. Yes. I was kind of dragging my heels on finishing it because I knew something bad was going to happen in it. Jake is the lead singer of Scissor Sisters and they have a song called Mary that was written about one of his really close friends and i don't want to um i don't want to ruin the book for anyone that might read it but the story about mary was heartbreaking and i was weeping well i think we all know how it ends now (laughs) but it's a really good book it it talks about it starts with his childhood and ends around the time of their second album tada coming out so it's very interesting and for all the scissor sisters fans who are wanting them to put out a new album it kind of explains why they've been on hiatus for a while and aren't recording so um after reading the book you'll understand but i thoroughly enjoyed the book and i would 
recommend it to anyone who is a fan of the Scissor Sisters. You should read it. I know you like Scissor Sisters, but you don't read books. Is it is there an audiobook of it with him reading it? There usually is. I would probably enjoy not, listening to it. I didn't look it up. I don't know. I'm I like to read books that have the words Twin Peaks in the title. But you don't even read those. Yes, I do. You have told me before. That one, that first Secret Lives of Twin Peaks or whatever, I did not, or Secret History of Twin Peaks, I did not finish that all the way. Because the, the subject matter is rotten. It just, but um, but the book that came out after the show by the same author, Mark Frost, co-creator of Twin Peaks, I did read that all the way did through. Did you read it or did you listen to it? Yes, both. Because if you listen to it, that doesn't count. I was reading the book You're supposed to as read. I was listening to the Audible. You're supposed to read four books a year. Well, at this point, I'm about 100 books behind. Because I challenged you. It wasn't even a challenge. I just said, you need to read four books. Which is not, that's not asking too much. In fact, it's actually kind of sad that you can't read four books a year. That's one book per season. I just don't have the interest. Oh, so you don't enjoy, like, knowledge? I have plenty of knowledge. Do you? Yeah. Do you? I do. I do. <laughs> I, mm, yeah, no, not really. I found out this about myself a long time ago, that I no longer have the attention and the commitment to not only not start and continue reading a book, but like any type of class situation or organized thing where I have to pay attention and develop. Like I had to go to a thing for my work about six or seven, maybe eight years ago, and it was down at the convention center here in Indianapolis, and it was a thing involving like Photoshop and different things like that, and there was tutorials and stuff. And I almost jumped out of my skin. I was so antsy, could not stand being in an environment like that, listening to things and and reading things along and f- trying to focus on something. I just d- wasn't having it. And at that point, I knew there's no higher education for me because I can't do... And this is what I do with my work. And I was like, I don't... I can't like this. And I'm the complete opposite. Like, I've had too much education. <laughs> you wouldn't know what to look at you. <laughs> but, like... No, like, when I look back at all the school that I've had, yeah. like, I remember when I was in culinary school, which is the last schooling, and that was, like, 10 years ago, I remember thinking, okay, this is enough. Yeah. You've, you've had enough. So, it's like, you, you don't need any more schooling after this. But I'm always reading books. I always have a book going. And I think I've been like that since I was a child. My mo- my mother reads constantly. Yeah. So I get excited when my Reader's Digest arrives in the mail. I just don't have the focus and concentration anymore. I just don't. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. All right. So let's see. What other new releases? Erasure has a new album. Oh yeah, I listened to part of that. You let me put that into my iTunes. It's actually an orchestral version of their most recent album. Like they re-recorded the songs. Yes. It's. I believe it's. Is it called World Beyond? Yes, I think that is yes. correct. It's out in my backpack. If I guess if I were better prepared, it is called World Beyond. I would have it 
in here. A lot of people did not care for this album. I thought it sounded exactly like everything else they've ever recorded. Yeah. So, and I usually listen to things anyway in the con or in the format of a playlist. So it works well within the playlist format. I can't think of any other new release. Oh, I Tanya came out on Blu-ray as well, and Lady Bird came out on Blu-ray too. So it was a banner year. It was really like an Oscar season release week. I usually don't care about that many. Well, that's <laughs> nice for the neighbors. <laughs> My Mister Pib talking back. Getting to me. Um, no, I usually don't care about that many movies. <laughs> That are um, Oscar. Oscar. I just don't care. That's why I always do so poorly in our Oscar um, contests now that we have right. for the Oscars. Well, that's a crapshoot. You just it's a crapshoot. Very few things you can say are a sure thing. Just like my face, it's just a crapshoot. <laughs> nice. Just a crapshoot. Big, big, fat fucking mess of a crapshoot. Well, I did see this week finally the shape of water and i loved it i thought it was fantastic what is that that's the one uh, about the woman who falls in love with a fish man that sounds just about stupid well it won best picture oh so i wouldn't like it no you would does it have special effects yes then i wouldn't like it it's really really a great movie there's only one part you couldn't watch because it involves peril to a cat oh then i'm not interested no but it's a really good show. I'm not watching it. If any, if an animal gets hurt, especially a cat, then I automatically hate that movie. Well, if you, if all you listeners out there, if you haven't seen it, it's really good. But if you're sensitive, there's one part you should close your eyes for about one minute. In fact, I I won't even listen to this podcast since we talked about it. I find that hard to believe. I find it you hard. like the sound of your voice too much to turn to be able to help yourself from listening again. Wow! Well, I just listen to it just because someone, one of us, needs to listen to it, and you don't. Well, it's not like it's quality control before it goes out into the world because the time when you listen to it again after we've recorded it is when it's already posted. So too late now. There is and there's always mistakes that I find. We don't make mistakes. No, we do. Like every episode, there's at least 25 mistakes. Well, <laughs> maybe if we had a script and a format well, that we follow. And it's like things, like sometimes my, my mouth just, it's like it has its own agenda and its own brain. And I don't, like, did I say that? So, and like we say things on the podcast that we don't say in our real life like right. it it's just because we're doing this is this is a performance for entertainment purposes is it i think it's is, entertaining is it, okay let's go let's move on to some news news yeah news i don't have any type of audio to express that well, this is the news here's the audio well that sounded very oh. professional we're giving you, the listener, something new in our 101st episode. And our final episode. Just <gasps> Don't kidding. say that. People will be alarmed. <laughs> well, just kidding. There will be a couple people that are alarmed. I'm like that Steven Stucker in Airplane when they're like waiting for the plane to land. And then the lights on the landing strip go out. And then Steven Stucker's next to the plane. And he's like, just kidding. And plugs it back in. 
Is that, is that the funny gay the guy? The extreme homosexual, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved him. Um, okay, so this is our brand of news. It's not really, you know, news that matters. But uh, Nickelodeon, the television, the cable television network. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. Uh, they are in talks with that Melissa Joan fart to bring back Clarissa Explains It All. You mean also known as Clarissa Explains Cunnilingus. That's what yes. we used to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never seen the show, but I uh, watched the opening credits of it. That's some irritating stuff going on. The The song is like really dumb. I don't even... It's yeah, like, na, 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 na. And Melissa Joan Hart and, like, some other people. I'm assuming, like, her parents and maybe a brother or a friend are trying to be wacky. And I think we were already past childhood. Well, yeah, we were in our late 20s. (laughs) (laughs) So, really, we could have been playing a teenager on 90210, but we would have been too old to be watching Clarissa. So, if Nickelodeon is thinking about doing a reboot, which is so popular... Right now, can't wait for the new Roseanne, by the way. And Twin Peaks was a success. Um, uh, yeah, it was. It was a success. Let's um, just leave it by at the that. By the way, you can go to YouTube and watch the new opening credits for Roseanne, which are really good. Very enjoyable. But if Nickelodeon is exploring reboots, I think they need to look into rebooting 15, which would be called 50 now. I don't think that Actually, Ryan Reynolds would be interested. In he's available. Back. He'll do anything. Have you seen some of the movies he's made? Well, yeah, I think the only thing that he's got going for him is Deadpool. And uh, you can't do that on television. No. I would love to see that now, rebooted. Now, some of the people, I know Barf, Barth. Uh, the adult from the show has passed away. He's passed away. But everybody else is available. Yeah. Including Kevin Ilyanovich, Rasputin, Kubitschewski. And Christine. Christine McGlade, also known as Moose. And Alistair. Alistair, he's available. My, um, my favorite, Lisa Ruddy, she's got to be available. But, okay, let's put this on. little girl, Abby, available. Alanis Morissette was on it after we stopped watching. She's available. She's nothing but available. She's nothing but Let's just pause this for a second. Now, if they were to do a revival of that show... The appeal of that show was that it was children that everyone could relate to because the audience for that show is children. It's not people that are in their 40s. I want to see adults getting green slimed. Oh, wait, let me just pull the the thing over your head and you'll get slimed. Getting their hands stapled to tables. Um, Just, I want to see everything happening to them as children still happening to them as adults probably wouldn't happen now because everyone's so goddamn sensitive and they would like pull the, all their punches on <sighs> stuff on that show Lord. be more politically correct um pickle juice slushies are coming from sonic this summer and i'm not making that up my dear barf my dear mother god rest her soul she would have been so excited about that i think our friend scott not you but our other friend scott i think he enjoys pickle juice as well i enjoy eating a pickle i don't want to drink the juice no 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 no. and i don't want a slushy based on that well there's only one sonic in indianapolis it's not even in indianapolis it's in a suburb Mm. in avon 
they shut all the. We did. We never had too many here to begin no, with. No, I don't understand. Like, oh, we've got too many. We got to cut back. Oh, let's take them all away, except for one that's way outside outside of where we. But run. it's weird that there's commercials on TV for it mm-hmm. all the time because. I guess every place else has them, but we don't. Well, let's be honest. The only thing that I really liked from Sonic was all their non-food. If I'm going to eat food like that, like a drive-in restaurant place, I would just eat it like Mug and Bun or something like that at a, at a root beer stand. Mug and Bun is a local eatery. Yes. It's like a Dog and Suds. Is that a local thing, too, or is that a national? No, I think Dog Dog and Suds is probably regional. Yeah. It's like a drive-in restaurant. But the food at Sonic is not memorable, but the their shakes and their slushies and all that, those are delicious. Those are top tier. Top tier. Top Lu- tier. Lewis liked it because they had tater tots. I like their ice and have been known to go through their drive-thru when I'm on that side of town and get a bag of their ice because of those little tiny little ice pellets. Mm-hmm. Do you like to fill up a bathtub with those and just get in it and just roll around in the ice? <laughs> no, that's like what people do that like are going to steal like organs. Well, there you go. They don't they put uh, like they, victims and people wake up of, uh, after they've been slipped a Mickey. Is and that then real? They, it's happened. It has to have happened once for it to have be such a urban legend. That is upsetting. It, that would never happen to me because my organs are not preferable. Yeah, yeah, mine are mine are non viable. So nobody wants mine. Ugh. No one. No one. No one. There are no takers. Uh, we're gonna go see a movie tomorrow. Remember, you're looking at me like you have no idea. I'm just getting tired because this podcast is running so long. Well, I'm, we're just, let's wrap it up then. Yes, we're going to go see a movie called Love, Simon, based on a book that I've never read. Well, no, because we're not 15-year-old girls. Well, I think the audience for this might be 15-year-old boys, too. Yeah, but it's a it's a gay show, and it's getting good reviews, and I'm looking forward to going. Yeah, it'll be fun. I don't think there's any other movies playing right now that I care about. Well, I'm still waiting to work out a time to go see Black Panther. I'm very behind on seeing You'll that. need to go without me. Oh, I wasn't saying it because I thought you would go. I do have an I'm so sure of the week, so let's cue that up. What is your I'm so sure of the week? My I'm so sure of the week is people posting things on Facebook that ruins endings of TV shows for people that have not watched them yet. Well, spoiling is not a new phenomenon. No, but okay. So here's the deal. RuPaul's Drag Race ended this week. It was the um, all-star season. And Aaron and I like to watch it together. We're a couple weeks behind because, you know, I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm telling our audience. Our Aaron and I barely see each other during the week because I have to take care of my mother. And um, so usually he gets home from work at about 630 and I leave 
to go back over to my mom's of an evening at about 6.35. So we see each other like five or ten minutes out of the day during the week. And then we try to catch up on Drag Race on the weekend. And we've just been so busy that we were a couple weeks behind. And I knew the show was coming to an end. And I specifically went into my Facebook and I hid the RuPaul's Drag Race feed so that I wouldn't see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's no way of knowing which one of your friends is going to post something about it. So it's not like you can hide things. And you know, then people say, oh, well, you should just stay off social media. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not even a reasonable thing because my world right now is so centered on my mom that um, I really, I look to Facebook to find out just what's going on in all my friends' lives and, you know, to comment or whatever. And I do it when I have time, like, you know, when my mom's watching something on TV I don't right. care about or, you know, whatever. But my time is very limited. And so it's, you know, that's just, it's just the way it is. But I swear to God, like I had 10 people all post the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race probably within like seconds of the episode ending. And it was just like, well, I guess we don't need to watch those last two episodes. We then. Yeah, it was just kind of disappointing. Like, I don't know. I just, just... I, I hate to say it, but that's just the way things are now because everyone yeah. has to have an immediate reaction that they make a very public reaction to absolutely everything going on, whether they're interested in a movie or a TV show or a sport or a political or a this, that, or the other, that they have to put put their two cents worth, and they don't think to put, like, a, don't read spoiler. this if you don't want to know. Spoiler alert, and then, like, you put the winner down lower, so... It's it not the first thing in the headline. But then when you post a picture, the picture will come yeah. up. Yeah. Well, they so. should have just posted a picture of Mary Ellen Trainer. <laughs> That's well, anyway, I, I was disappointed because... Well, I'm sorry. I just, you know... It is what it is. Again, that's just the theme of this episode. No, the theme of this episode is Sheena, <laughs> Sheena, Sheena Easton. No, I was just disappointed that so many people did that. But that's what, can what you people do? do now. That they just do that. Assholes. All right. Well, do you feel better now after venting? <laughs> no, I still know who won. Would you like to maybe but take I'm, a baseball bat to someone's kneecap? No, no. I, don't, I would. I, Yours. I don't mean any violence against people at all. I'd like to shoot a Nerf gun at your face. Um, good luck finding some Nerf. I just wanted a plain, basic Nerf ball. My grandma used to use them to help with her arthritis. Right. And as I get older, I find my fingers kind of freezing up. And I was thinking, gee, I could use one of grandma's Nerf balls. So I looked up. Oh, I didn't go to Toys R Us. Well, you can't. Yeah. But, um, That's sad, sad, sad. And I had looked at Target in the toy section. Didn't find anything. Um, I went to Amazon. They don't make regular Nerf balls anymore. Everything is like some sort of a launcher. Or I just want a 
little tiny football shaped type of thing. No, I want like an orange sponge ball that fits in my hand that I can squeeze. And they don't, Nerf does not make their basic standard product. The thing that they built their Nerf empire upon no longer exists. Well, so that's, I'm so sure about that too. Well, you know what I'm so sure about? The length of this this episode. Well, I'm getting tired. This episode would have been about 30 minutes shorter if you wouldn't have. If I wasn't here. Yeah, if if you didn't speak at all. Well, I'll remember that for next time. I mean, maybe for next time. All right. Well, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at... She's a 15-year-old girl. Twitter.com slash I'm so sure podcast. (laughs) You can find me at Facebook.com slash I'm so sure podcast. And on Instagram is Kevin is a place on earth. Hashtag I'm so sure podcast. Send us a note. Send us a postcard. Send us something. Do something. Just don't sit there. I like Amazon gift cards myself. It's been a while since I received a gift from anyone. I've never received. Well, I got that book from yeah, one of our listeners. The 80s, the 80s yeah, movies book. Yeah, he with, sent us two copies of his and book. And let me just say that that, that nice. is one of the kind of books. I can read a book like that that's about a topic I'm interested in that's broken into... It's all about the Brat Pack. Yeah, but I, things that are a non-narrative book because that's the kind of thing you have to... You know, if I put a book down and I want to pick it up, a month, wait a month between reading something in it, you can't do that with a narrative. But if you do it with something that's like talking about specific movies or specific events, then you can do it that way. So I enjoy that book on, on those merits. Shut up. Just shut up. Just, you know. Why don't you just try to... Shut up. Fuck off. Nice. Yeah, that is nice. And on that note, we, let's just go for five more minutes so we can make it a whole hour and a half. No. Well, we could, yeah. we could end with a Sheena Easton no, song. No, they, they know it. They've heard it. For your eyes only. Well, how about strut now? You you can't even if you can't sing it, don't even try it. I'm doing a Sheena medley. Well, why don't we play another little bit of a Vertango smash? That would no, be us. No, we we played enough. No, we played enough. But we haven't that. heard this.
I took you to an intimate restaurant And then to a suggestive movie There's nothing left to talk about Lest it's horizontally Let's get physical, physical Let's get into physical. Let me hear your body talk. Your body talk. Let me hear your body talk. Let's get physical, physical. I wanna get physical. Let's get into physical. Let me hear your body talk. Your body talk. Let me hear your body talk. I have no shame. Hashtag white hot blazing blisteringly white hot so that was kevin singing rock on and god kevin, that was good and then the next song was vicky and i singing physical thank you vicky thank you vicky for the wonderful duo situation <laughs> <laughs> I w- i'm at a loss for words after hearing that it's very impressive thanks for listening we'll be back in two weeks thanks for putting up with our indulgences of playing our wonderful music until next time you're welcome you're well p.s you're welcome until next time i'm scott i'm kevin don't question me i'm so sure bye when can i get a diaphragm i'm so sure fuck you leslie